everyone wants to change something about themselves, right? But what happens when it's time to actually act on that? Like actually put your money where your mouth is and do some things differently. Because let's face it, no one is running towards making changes. We all want to, but we're scared. So today I'm going to share a little behind the scenes about what I am working with as I walk myself through something that is expanding my comfort zone. (laughs) And if you're trying to make a change or you are interested in kind of tweaking the way you currently do life so that you can feel a little more freedom, (laughs) a little less anxiety, then listen up. Because I'm also going to share with you a technique that is not new to the world, but it was new to me. And it really offered me the calm, clarity, and centeredness that I needed as I am dropping myself into new territory. All right, so let's get started. Let's face our fears. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? If you're being polite and you're saying, I'm, I'm all right, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? I would answer, I'm revved up. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and get into the episode. You'll find out why. And for my Gen Xer friends, remember when we used to watch Sesame Street and they would have the episodes with the alphabet letters? Well, this episode is sponsored by the letter I as in Irritable, Incubus, the 90s band, and Eye-Opening. And yes, that's not an eye, but it sounds like one. All of these experiences are from this past week, (laughs) and they all inspired. Oh, inspired. That is an I word. Okay. They are inspired by this thing that is about to happen in my life. So in the fall, I signed myself up for this women's adventure thing, we'll call it. Think of Outward Bound for a (laughs) 50-year-old with a few other things mixed in. So not going to be living on a sailboat for 30 days or anything. But you know when you sign your future self up for something and then the time comes and you're like, um, what is actually happening? All of a sudden my future self is now my present self. And the undercurrent of fear that was not present way back when, when you said, this is a great idea. I think I'm going to do this. Well, it's here now. And for me, it is time to cash in and do the thing that I said I wanted to do. So this all started before the pandemic. It's kind of an itch, if you will, to make some changes. And normally, if I had that kind of squirrely feeling, I'd, you know, buy new pillow covers for our throw pillows on our couch or want to paint a wall somewhere. 
or get my hair cut short, (laughs) right? Like I just wanted to do something, right? Kind of like run around screaming or something. And I needed a change, but this was more of an internal rearranging that I was having an itch for. And as humans will do, I just let myself think the thought of, oh, I'd like to make some changes, like big changes. And then I would just go on with my day. But that only can last for so long because when your spirit is shrinking and (laughs) that sounds dramatic, dramatic, not traumatic, but when you have that feeling of like, "Mm," when you've done... 30 years of therapy, say, and all these other spiritual experiences. And when I say you, I mean me. (laughs) So I guess I finally got to a layer underneath all of my protective and defensive strategies. And that layer, that part of me, wants to have fun and feel more alive now. And that part of me I guess it's just been kind of clawing its way to the surface. And it finally got my attention last fall when this opportunity to do this women's group came across my path. And I finally said, fine, I will do the work to make some changes. And now I'm headed to do this adventure experience and it's gotten me all stirred up. So what does this have to do with anything that might be relevant to you or important to you or (laughs) of interest to you? Well, this is what it has to do with. Boundaries. See, I've had this itchy, scratchy feeling lots of times before, and I know you have as well. It's a deep desire to just say what the fuck you want and what the fuck you mean. It's this desire to feel the freedom of not editing and him-hawing and just that freedom to come out with what you want to say, but you don't. I didn't for a long time. I still don't in many, many circumstances. And I wouldn't come out. I would edit. I would stay small. And I did all of that because of fear. And I mean, why don't we do anything, right? Like what stops us from doing most things? We are afraid. Things that make us feel uncertain, the unknown. Uh, We will avoid anything that might look or have a whiff of unpleasant or uncomfortable associated with it. And we let the fear take over even when we need to show up, like we need to speak up, like something isn't going okay, like we're being taken advantage of or something like that. But we're afraid of someone being upset or talking back to us or not understanding us. And honestly, when I step back and I really hear myself say the sentence of what I'm afraid of, I'm kind of like, really? Other people, just other humans, scare me that much. Like anger coming from other humans scares me that much. Even when I need to show up 
anger takes over because I'm that scared. But for a people pleaser and a perfectionist, yes, it is that scary. So look at your relationship to boundary setting. There's so many mental gymnastics going on before anything ever really happens. We do this dance of fantasizing about what we wish we could say, and then we shut down that flow. (laughs) We shut down our voice because fear comes up. We do this dance of trying to say what we want, and we fumble, and we over-explain, and we take it back after we've said it. Why? Because fear comes in. We do this dance with anger at the other person or at ourselves. That's the one I do most. Because we say to ourselves, why don't I just have courage to speak up, right? Like, where's my courage? All we know is we feel the fear. So with the hold the fear has on us, what the hell are we supposed to do if we hear our spirit whispering, let me out? And I just realized as this trip is coming up, like, fuck, I got to walk through this fear. I mean, I've had a severe case of the what ifs around this whole thing (laughs) that I signed my future self up for. And it was the fear of uncertainty, right? But even with the fear, this trip is happening. And I am not really a fear the fear and do it anyway person. Okay, wait a second. I kind of am when it comes to things that for some reason I label as manageable, like a work training that I know is going to include practicing a new skill on a peer, like that's nerve wracking, right? Like, or when I did a 10 day silent meditation retreat, you know, I had to work my way up to doing that. And that is exactly what I want to highlight here. Working our way up to things. For the love of all that is holy, please stop pushing yourself and forcing yourself to do shit that you aren't ready for, like setting a boundary. If you're not ready to do it, don't do it yet. Do the prep work. Do the behind the scenes work. Because I just want you to start considering your nervous system and your internal parts. It's like you grab their hand and you pull them and you're like, let's go run and jump off the high dive. When I was a kid... I was the only kid in my swim class that did not jump off the high dive. I was just too scared. I climbed my ass back down those stairs. I just wasn't ready. If we want to expand and grow and release our aliveness, (laughs) that sounds kind of shamanesque, but whatever. If we want to do anything that scares us, live bigger, We got to meet ourselves where we are, like where we're starting, and then walk ourselves through the thing. Like with boundaries, there's so much prep work I do with clients before we even consider having the hard conversation. Because when you think about it, it, it's like, oop, it's hard, it's unpleasant, it's uncomfortable, and you tense up and you pull back. And I don't want us to focus on the word hard. I don't want us to shut down doing something that we know our soul is whispering to us to do. 
And I don't want us to have the stories wrapped around setting a boundary or saying no. I want myself and I want you and I want my clients to feel like almost without a shadow of a doubt, if that's possible, that what they are doing when they speak up is right for them and that they feel the solidity inside about that rightness. That's like almost without a shadow of a doubt, like this is right for me and I am going to now say it. So how do we do that? The prep work is mostly around helping ourselves with the fear that usually stops us in our tracks. If we want to change stuff, right, we feel the fear first and then we proceed. But we proceed with the fear, not in spite of it, not to prove it wrong. So this woman's adventure retreat thing is happening, right? Days away. Tickets have been purchased to fly. Tuition's been paid. (laughs) Bag is in the process of getting packed. So this thing is happening. What about the fear? It's still there, but it has shifted from a litany of what ifs and rambling ruminations of worst case scenarios. And the way it shifted was an awareness that I signed myself up for this for a reason. I went back to my why and I remembered, I do not want to feel the way I've been feeling anymore. And in this new territory that I want to walk into, I do not want to bring the current template of how I've been doing things with me. In the future, as I move forward, as I am making structural changes inside, the way I've done things for so, so long, hustle, strive, churn, that shit is a drag on my energy, self-esteem, and my spirit. So to feel alive, I knew I had to change my standard operating procedures. And one of those was, I was going to have to show up for myself, walk myself through this fear and these thoughts. And that's a challenge. Even though I know yoga and mindfulness meditation and a shit ton of therapy tools, it is still a challenge. But I realized it's actually the first part of this whole journey, showing up for myself. Because the hustle improving stuff, that is when I leave myself. That is when I leave myself and I look towards other people. That is me focusing outward for approval. And I remember when this women's adventure opportunity came across my path months ago that I was feeling so tired and worn out and frustrated with myself and resentful and angry and tired of being tired, right? Because I was focusing on the hustle and the outward. And I saw this opportunity and I said, yes. And at the same time I said yes, I said no to the hustle, Now, I've kept hustling up until this point, right? Like, it's still part of how I do things. But I said yes to an opportunity to move some things around. And I said no 
to continuing the old way. Plus, I'm just too old to mess with that stuff anymore, right? And it's the same with boundaries. We get to a point where the inner resentment towards other people and ourselves, it just hits a tipping point. And we hear that whisper, there's another way. And we ignore it. But for fuck's sake, it is there. And it's asking us to focus inward and just stay put for half a second with ourselves. So in the beginning, I was channeling my inner Sesame Street, (laughs) all the hours of Sesame Street I logged as a kid. And I said that this episode is sponsored by the letter I. I is for irritation, irritable, and maybe even irate. Well, when we feel the fear and we don't stay with it and help ourselves through it, we feel irritation and irritable. I know I can't escape irritable because it's a feeling, right? But geez, I would like to have some control over my feelings, some influence in how my mood impacts me. I realized I can do that by walking myself through the irritation. The second I is for Incubus, the 90s band. I have heard their song Drive. I mean, how many times have I heard it? Like it's been playing for 30 years, right? I heard the lyrics the other day. So forgive me, but here are a few of the lyrics and you'll know why Incubus is the second I for the sponsorship of this podcast. Hear the lyrics. Sometimes I feel the fear of uncertainty stinging clear. And I can't help but ask myself how much I'll let the fear take the wheel and steer. It's driven me before and it seems to have a vague, haunting mass appeal. But lately, I'm beginning to find that I should be the one behind the wheel. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. With open arms and open eyes, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. I'll be there. So there's that. A little right on the money, I would say. That's how Incubus got included in this whole thing. Now, the third one, eye-opening. This is where I share with you what I did to help myself walk through the fear. Three things. One, I talked about it, mostly to my husband, over and over again, especially this past month. Maybe just 10 minutes here and there. Maybe some tears were shed, right? We would just sit down at the end of the day, and after all the mind busyness, after all the stuff on my calendar was, you know, somewhat gone through and taken care of, I would just say to him, I know I've said this before, but I need to say it again. I'm nervous about this adventure experience. And he would say, yep, and we would just talk about it. Number two, I journaled and I worked with my parts. I downloaded the what ifs and the worst case scenarios and the irritation I felt with myself for not trusting myself right out of the gate and fighting the inevitable, which is... The calendar will turn and I will be getting on a plane soon. 
You cannot fight that, but I was trying to, with staying busy and intellectualizing. Ugh. Three, I did EFT. I did emotional freedom technique or tapping. So this is the eye-opening part. And as the universe would have it, I met someone who does EFT and we were talking and she offered to do a session with me. I don't normally take people up on this offer. I don't normally want people to know that I have a problem, even though I have a freaking podcast that I tell people all the time I'm struggling. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. So tapping, mm, this is going to be part of my toolkit from here on out. Okay. I took her up on her offer. That shit works. Quickly. And you can Google this and I might be wrong about it. But anyway, quickly, you just tap on meridian points around your face, collarbone, head, under your arm. You know, like you just, you you tap on points that send messages to your brain and your nervous system. Okay. There's more to it than that. You rate your feeling on a one to 10 scale and then you start tapping and you say things out loud as you tap on each point. Then you do a couple of rounds of tapping through the points, and then you check in on the scale again. Well, I moved from a nine to I think like a three, it might have been a two at some point about my anxiety. And the way I actually felt inside my body, like that's why EFT is going to hang out with me for a lot longer because it was a game changer for me and the fear. And I combined some parts work with the tapping and helped my fearful what if part to relax. And through this work, I started to see other perspectives about this trip. And I remembered that I was excited and I felt strong about the decision. I See, I had forgotten the strong feeling, the one that I had when I heard about this thing, this opportunity for the first time. I had forgotten that strong feeling because all the fear was swirling inside. It was like in mindfulness, we talk about that the snow globe is shaken up and you can't see the landscape because of all the swirling. But I had made the decision to sign up for this thing because I heard a bell ring inside. That bell was my intuition and it said, yes, try this. This fits. And I think we have that whisper and that bell when it comes to boundary setting too whether it's the resentment building enough to get your attention or the knowing, the inner wisdom of, I don't really have to keep playing small. And that shit shakes you up and you're like, where did that come from? What am I hearing? But it's there. It's real. There is something inside of us that feels strongly about protecting our time and our energy. A part of us that says, we're tired of being overcommitted and overwhelmed. Let's not say yes next time. And then the fear takes over. Incubus takes the wheel and steers. Has a haunting mass appeal. If you don't walk yourself through it. Saying no isn't innately easy for most people, even if they don't consider themselves pleasers. We deeply desire to be liked and cared for. Remember, we do not want to feel unpleasant or uncomfortable. Boundaries in the word no can feel like we aren't caring people. And when we hear those things towards us, we don't feel understood or seen or cared for either. It's just the way the word no works. 
But honestly, something I'm taking away from all this angst about this trip is what about being caring towards ourselves first? Doing that by whatever means you feel fits for you. For me, it's parts work, talking out loud to another human, and now doing tapping. But doing the work on ourselves first and then feeling that solidity inside or calm inside, clear inside, no more snow globe, shaken up. So that when we approach another human and share that our answer is no, we know, like, it's just a no. I don't have to do this back and forth thing with myself all the time. And yes, we're a little shaky about saying it, but it's our truth. And being fucking connected to your truth, mm, I will have more of that, please. And we remember why we even came up with the answer of no for this particular thing in the first place. Because we hung out with ourselves enough and we got clear about what works for us. And because we're tired of feeling scared inside and resentful and tired of feeling tired. Just like I was tired of feeling my inner light being dulled, (laughs) right? So my future self is here. And now it's my present reality. And I'm taking my fear with me on this flipping adventure. And I have my tools that help. They don't erase the fear. Frankly, I'm kind of glad for that. Because I want to face this fear not by forcing myself, but with an honest curiosity. And the reason I'm doing this adventure thing is because I know living small is no longer acceptable to me. And I cannot believe I am saying that, but I feel so clear that it's my truth. And I know people pleasers out there, you feel it too. It could be the most baby whisper in you right now, but it is fucking there. You want to be alive. You want to be able to say to somebody easily, oh, I can't do that right now, but have fun and walk away and just be like nothing, like no remnants of that. No, oh my God, did she think I was mean? Oh my God, is she upset with me? Nothing, none of that. I know y'all want that. I hear it from you. So, Think about what's in your toolkit and consider this EFT tapping stuff. Like, just consider it, okay? It's a nervous system help. It's, It's what I'm all about right now. How do I help myself feel calmer so I can work with my parts and get through the things that I've always felt like Mount Everest to me? And I've added a link to a mini course in the show notes. It's called How to Say No Nicely. It's a short video course. I walk you through. I help you clear out your old resentments, all that stuff you've been stacking up and wishing you could say. I help you find your boundary words, like the ones that fit for you, not scripts that I could tell you and that you could try to choke out. No, you find your own words. And I give you a three-step formula that I call the boundary sandwich. And you use that as a guide to fit your words in. Because fear is going to rush in and it's going to make you say yes. And I don't want you to have that as your only option anymore. Okay. 
Ooh, I'm going to take a deep breath. I told you I was revved up. Did I tell you I was revved up? <laughs> Maybe you figured that out by now. All right, y'all. I'm going to see you on the other side of this adventure experience. And cheers to changing some shit up. All right. Later, pleasers. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later. Later.